and welcome back to Take One, the podcast that brings you just one redeeming page of Talmud every day. And in today's page, Begillah 9, we encounter a really strange story. Have a listen. The Gemara continues. And this was due to the incident of King Talmai, as it is taught in a Baraita. There was an incident involving King Talmai of Egypt, who assembled 72 elders from the sages of Israel and put them into 72 separate rooms and did not reveal to them for what purpose he assembled them, so that they would not coordinate the responses. He entered and approached each and every one and said to each of them, write for me a translation of the Torah of Moses, your teacher. The Holy One, blessed be he, placed wisdom in the heart of each and every one. And they all agreed to one common understanding. Not only did they all translate the text correctly, they all introduced the same changes into the translated text. What an eerie story laden with so much mystery and meaning. And when we have such great big mysteries, I don't know about you, but there's only one man I call. He is my teacher. He is my friend and yours too. It's the one, the only. Rabbi David Beshevkin, how are you, my friend? Liel, what an absolute joy. And it happens to be that this very passage of Talmud is so fascinating because it plays into really the history of the very page that we get to study each day. But I need to just share with you, because it's one of my favorite rabbinic jokes, that Rev Hutner used to joke that this passage of Talmud says that the miracle was that he separated these rabbis into 72 different rooms and they all noticed the same issues in the text that were going to make Talmai, this adversarial king, very upset about the way they translated the Torah. So they all came up with the same translation, even though that they were separated. And Rev Hutner, who was the great Rosh Hashiva of Chaim Berlin, said with his classic, clever sense of humor, he said the real miracle would have been if they all came out with the same translation had they been in the same room together. <laughs> you know us rabbis. Put us uh, all together in one room and we come out with one uh, unified translation. That, in fact, my friends, is the real miracle. But what I really find remarkable, and you know, I don't know that we've really spoken about this all that much. We owe it to ourselves to appreciate the history of the adversarialness of outside readers of the Talmud and outside readers of the text of the Torah, and why translation was such a precarious endeavor that for centuries, rabbis opposed this. They opposed it because they were always concerned that it would have a very uncharitable reading, and that people would just be mining the Torah and the Talmud for these disputations and proofs to show the evil ways of the Jewish people. And if you look in text to this very day, you will find that there are laws that even in the contemporary text, they append things to them because they wanted to appease the censors and the translators who are going through the text. I'll give you one very classic example, which is the laws of conversion to Judaism. If you open up nearly any text of Jewish law in its original Hebrew, you will find appended on top that these are laws that are no longer relevant today. Now, of course, we know so many people 
who have made the decision to come and join the Jewish people, and we are better for it, and we are grateful for it. So why is it that when you open up a text, it reads on top boldly, these laws are no longer relevant, as if we do not allow conversion nowadays? And the reason is, is because for most of Jewish history, we always needed to be mindful of both inside and outside readers. And because we were scared of this kind of original personality of Talmai, who was mining our text for the offensive materials and would literally cancel the Torah itself. We have had our books burned. We have had pogroms that have erupted because of material that people have deliberately misread. There is a unique appreciation nowadays where we have allowed and live in a world and a society where our text can be translated into our native tongue knowing that we do not have persecutors who are actively trying to kill us for it and find texts to persecute it for us is something that we rarely pay attention to. But this rather horrific story is not something that just existed in the pages of the Talmud. It existed throughout Jewish history. And I think we all owe it to ourselves to take a moment and appreciate the moment we live in today, whether it's Koran, Safari, or Art Scroll, or whatever text you're using in translation, that moment of appreciation that we are able to read our text in our native tongue without fear of persecution. As they say in Yiddish, Inshallah. Rabbi David Beshevkin, thank you so much for being our guest. My absolute pleasure. Thank you. This has been Take One, a production of Tablet Studios. If you enjoy this show, and I hope you do, please go and rate and review us on iTunes or whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts. Each week, we'll be releasing new episodes Monday through Friday, covering the entire weekly portion of Daf Yomi. I'm your host, Leah Leibowitz, and our producers are Josh Cross, Sarah Fredman-Ader, and Robert Scarmuccia, with help from Quinn Waller. For more information, go to tabletmag.com slash takeone or email us at takeone at tabletmag.com. You could find us on Twitter at takeonedafyomi or join our Facebook group by searching for Take One Podcast. I hope we've made your day a little bit more Talmudic and we'll see you again soon. Thank you.